Speaking of ordering food, it's National Pancake Day. Our text question of the day, what's your what's your favorite breakfast item from a restaurant? Um, somebody just texted in. I'm probably going to get ripped for this. But they texted in a restaurant. I can't decipher the name off of the text. But it says, fried chicken and waffles, two large Belgian waffles, a crispy hand-breaded, huge, juicy, and steaming Hot chicken breast, thin fried onion syrup, and hot sauce. How? I'm not a big I'm not a big fried chicken for breakfast, chicken and waffles guy. Are you guys? I, I think of chicken and waffles more like a, a dinner than I do a breakfast. Yeah, it's I, delicious. I have no interest in in chicken and waffles for breakfast. I, I, want, I want breakfast chicken and to waffles be kept for, for dinner kept for breakfast. Like, sometimes I'll have breakfast for dinner, and I would certainly have chicken and waffles for dinner. Yeah. Oh, no. Chicken and waffles is awesome. I can't. I'm team waffle, by the way, versus pancakes. But not Belgian waffle, like a real waffle waffle. What do you mean a real waffle? Like a real waffle. Like, Belgian waffles are the, like, the really tall, sort of smaller circles, right? Like, I, the best gift we got for our wedding was a waffle maker we still have to this day that is awesome. Makes great waffles, nice and fluffy. You pour the syrup in there, and it stays in those little traps. Like Ooh. that's the best thing about a waffle it it captures your butter and your syrup. Yeah, big like waffle with with some bananas, maybe some berries. I'll, I'll do it with fruit too. Yeah. yeah, strawberries, blueberries. Yeah, that's a way to go too. What about the Waffle House pe- pecan waffle? Have you ever had that? I have not had the pecan waffle. <gasps> I would eat it, oh, but that's my. not my favorite. Oh, you you would change your tune. <laughs> I introduced my uh, I took my son to the Bucks game on Christmas Eve in Tampa, and so we're driving back. And there's not a whole lot of options open in the evening on Christmas Eve. But we we, we got about halfway between Orlando and Tampa, and sure enough, the Waffle House was open. My son had never Damn been, right. and he was mesmerized. <laughs> <laughs> it's an experience, especially at three a.m. That was the clientele in there. There were, there were some fans that had gone to the game. It was great. You know, oh, okay. uh, people just looking for a good hot meal on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Those are Absolutely. my kind of people in the Waffle House. I love it. By the way, you know why the Waffle didn't get invited to the pancake party, right? No, tell us. He was too square. <laughs> Bianchi seems like a class, classic dad joke guy, right? Just love to, love to bust him out dad. at all times of the day. Yeah. Egos, you like egos? Uh, no, not really. No. A little too cheap. Mm, I like them, but they have uh, the the thick and fluffy egos are are substantially better. Yeah, I, I think I think if you give those a shot, I'll give it a you'll, shot. You'll, you'll you'll change your tune a little bit, right? The the, the, the small egos, the round egos. Yeah, I'm, I'm not big on those, but the nice thick and fluffy squares. Okay, that's my little one will devour it if I don't. So that's go. a safe bet. I want to get you guys' opinion on this. I'm getting some grief uh, from our texters, and I, I got a couple of emails. So, I, you know, it was announced last night that Team USA, the U.S. men's national soccer team, is going to play Brazil in Orlando on June 12th. I, I think that's – I don't know. I'm not a big soccer aficionado, but I think this is a huge event for Orlando. It's going to be a sellout, 60000 at Camping World Stadium. It's going to be televised internationally on TNT and Telemundo and Peacock and all of these other networks. 
and I'm calling it the biggest sporting event in Orlando this year. I'm not talking about for the local residents, but just as far as international exposure. And I mean, isn't this a big deal, guys? It's a big deal, for sure. I mean, to have a, a country that's won as many World Cups as Brazil has coming here. Now, I think my question would be, as it is with any international soccer-friendly which Brazilian team is going to come? Is it the team that has Neymar and Vinicius Jr.? Or are we going to well, see is, some... some, well, this some... Is the, well, well, this is the final tune-up before the Copa America, which is you know a big, big tournament this summer. So th- this is going to be the real Brazilian team. I mean, they're getting ready for the Copa America. They want to win that. So this is going to be the real team. I think a a single international friendly that's a soccer match in Orlando, I I don't know that I would call it the biggest sporting event of the year in Orlando. What if the Magic magic make the playoffs (laughs) and they have a home playoff game? Is that, you're saying the uh, Brazil-USA men's national team event here is bigger than the Magic playoff game that they're going to host? I'm going to... Like I said, it's not as important to the local residents, but as far as international exposure, I mean, again, this match is going to be televised around the world. And maybe, maybe the Magic's playoff game against, I don't know, the Knicks would be televised around the world. But, you know, to have 60,000 fans in a stadium for one match, I'm talking, you know, yes, yes, I say this is a bigger bigger international event than the Magic making the playoffs. I guess I would say if you are talking about worldwide exposure and interest worldwide, I would say yes. But domestically, more people watch and are interested in the Daytona 500. I think more people will watch and are interested in the Arnold Palmer Invitational. More people watch and are interested in the Pro Bowl games than they are in that match. Yeah, I, I'm not. I don't argue that. I don't argue. I, I might argue the Pro Bowl games, um, but uh, yeah. But guess what? The Pro Bowl games in Orlando drew what fifty some thousand fans to camp. There, there were. Ton, I mean, it was a good crowd for a Pro Bowl games, but there won't be an empty seat in the house at you know Camping World Stadium for this friendly between Team USA and Brazil. So if you want to go by attendance at the stadium, uh, I would say the Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl games don't stack up. Look, so. I, I think uh, it's like arguing over who's your favorite kid. Can't we just love all our kids? Like, this is good news. This is great news. If you're not a soccer fan, you don't care. That doesn't matter. It doesn't mean it's not big for the community. It's not big for the future of hosting big events, as uh, your conversation earlier alluded to uh, with the U.S. men's national soccer coach. Like, this is a great day uh, yesterday great day to make that announcement and to have one of as as austin alluded to the biggest brands there is and we're a huge market for uh, brazilians coming to town so it's going to be a massive exciting downtown the day of the game and the match itself so it's great news whether or not you believe it's as important as one of the other local events that's already here that's up to you to believe but i think it's awesome news that we get this big event coming here to orlando 
All right, we have more debates coming on the bridge. Magic win a big game against the Brooklyn Nets. We're going to get into that. We had Tom Herman, the football coach at FAU, on. He said something during the interview I want to discuss with you guys as well. We have a lot more coming your way on the bridge. That's next. Welcome back to The Bridge. Austin Lyon, Mike Tuck, Mike Bianchi, Kelly Velez. We got the whole crew in for The Bridge today. We were just talking about international soccer. Speaking of that, Orlando City last night routed Cavalry 3-1 to Cavalry FC from Canada. So they advance in the CONCACAF Champions Cup. By the way, Austin Lyon, I think I owe you an apology. Um, speaking of Orlando City, so we were talking about Orlando City's home opener over the weekend, and the attendance was, uh, I think it was 24,000 plus, it was announced. And I was saying, well, Austin Lyon said last week when he was filling in on the bridge that there were BOGO tickets for sale. Did you have a cat? Were, were there BOGO tickets for a certain segment of the population, or were all the tickets BOGO? Not all tickets. Or do you know? Not all tickets were BOGO. Uh, my wife, okay. who is an Orange County teacher, got an email uh, saying that they were, you know, they had a, they had an offer of BOGO tickets for a lot of uh, public servants. So it was not available to the entire general public, uh, but certainly available to, you know, uh, I don't know, a decent portion of the population if you wanted to go. Okay, so I didn't really misquote you that badly. I made it sound like it was uniform, like you could just go to the box office, like you go to Publix and get a BOGO. That that you know, that would correct. On, that that would that was not yeah. the case. I will say yeah. the so the crowd was good. Uh, the the capacity of Inter and Co Stadium is is twenty five thousand five hundred. Uh, there were more than a thousand open seats uh, at at Inter and Co Stadium on on Saturday. The crowd was good, uh, but that as as you would expect. That announced attendance number is a bit inflated, I would say, as mm-hmm. someone who was sitting in the crowd on Saturday night. So are you still, um, I, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, are you still, is alarm the right word, or are you still surprised? Okay, you mentioned Saturday when they traveled to enter Miami, Orlando City. You think most Orlando City fans would rather beat Enter Miami for the season series or win the CONCACAF Champions Cup? I think most mm-hmm. Orlando City fans would rather win the CONCACAF Champions Cup. I think most really? non Orlando City soccer fans in Orlando mm-hmm. would much rather see the team beat Inter Miami. Oh, that's what I want. That's what I want. And the reason you so, know me, the reason this, this match is so big is because there are few opportunities to watch Orlando City play on regular TV. The match Saturday is on Fox. It's one of the it might be the only match Orlando City plays all year, all regular season that's not only available on Apple TV. It's a Fox national broadcast. So it Isn't is it a amazing huge Fox, opportunity Fox, for 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 Fox the, for has MLS. that much interest. Fox has that much interest in Orlando City. They're going to put them on national <laughs> TV. That's right. That. Huh? Luis Muriel, you know, he's just such a draw. (laughs) You know, I I think as much as maybe a a diehard fan of Orlando City probably desires to beat Inter-Miami and desires to beat Messi, I think 
for if you were to ask a casual fan, um, it's probably as much about seeing Lionel Messi perform. I you you would have a hard time convincing me otherwise to be able to tell your kids and grandkids one day you got to see one of the best, if not the best, ever to perform and play and maybe even score a goal. I think that's actually a bigger carrot than than beating them is just seeing him play and him play well. Yeah, I mean, yeah when. When you have a chance to see one of the all-time greats, whether it be in sports or in music, when you go to a concert, like Bob Dylan's coming to concert in Orlando. The Rolling Stones are coming to concert in Orlando. If you've never seen them, even though they're old and, and over the hill, you still want to see them, right? Right. One time? Right. And hopefully they play well. I think yeah. the, the pride that a fan base feels when beating a superstar in their respective sport is significant. Mm-hmm. Is is significant. I, I can remember as a young Magic fan when we played Jordan and and we beat Jordan. You know, even in a single game. Not not obviously the series was big, but like just the the pride that you felt like we took down, we took down the the guy. You know, and I think the feeling that Orlando would be created for Orlando City fans and in general for Orlando soccer fans if we're able to go down there and beat Messi would 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 create a lot of excitement. I have two stories about meeting legends, all right? And this is, you know, I was, I did, it wasn't as a fan. It was as a sports writer, all right? So one time, this was, this was in the, the, maybe the late 80s, early 90s, all right? I was over in Tampa at a hotel, and Muhammad Ali was doing an appearance at this hotel for like um I think it was like famous Amos cookies. <laughs> and he was he was in the lobby of the hotel as, as as me and a buddy are walking through and he's he's holding court with some reporters there. So I walk up into the the scrum of reporters and without even thinking about it I touched him on his arm <laughs> because I, I, I wanted to touch Muhammad Ali just to say I touched, you know, the greatest. You just made that sound yeah, super so, creepy. <laughs> yeah, it was super creepy. And I did the same thing with Herschel Walker yeah. in an elevator when I was covering the Jaguars one time. He was retired, and he he was at the game, and he was in the media elevator, and he comes in, and he's talking to everybody, and I touched his arm. Yeah, I mean, did you, did you reach out and poke him, or did you no, like just try I, no, to gently I, brush him by accident? No, I just, I just sort of touched him, like you know, you know, like you know, giving him a a, a a a a pat, you know, like hey. So talking with your hand, kind of like you reach out and you tap the guy on the yeah. shoulder, arm, yeah. Yeah, but did you like introduce yourself or ask a question after <laughs> after that, or was no, it just just wanted to touch you? That's it. Just wanted to touch greatness. Wow, just have you washed your hand? <laughs> I have watched my watched that my is hand. that is phenomenally awkward. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they didn't think anything of it. They didn't say anything. What on. year was the Muhammad Ali this interaction? Was in the, this, it, I, it was it was when it was in the 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 late eighties. Oh, okay, all right, I, yeah, yeah. So I've heard yeah. you say some strange things through the years. Mm-hmm. Now, I think that's the strangest thing I've ever heard <laughs> you say. What? 
What's so strange about wanting to touch greatness? Maybe some of that, that greatness will rub off, or maybe you get the greatness through osmosis. You wouldn't maybe be here did. today without it, yeah. right? <laughs> who knows Who knows how different your life would have been if, right. not for those, if not for those two moments? What question did you ask him? I don't even remember. Okay, but you did get a question I don't even off. know that I asked the question, oh, quite ask. frankly. Okay. No, I don't even think I asked the question of either of the guys. Hmm. But but Herschel, but they were both holding court at the time, so it was, you know, they were sort of yucking it up at the time, so it wasn't as awkward as you might have thought, you know, because as they're holding court, you just sort of, you know, give them a touch as in, hey, that was a good line you just used. You, you still, you, every time you say it, you make it sound normal. <laughs> I know, right? It wasn't I'm picturing Mike weaving his way through the audience and, like, reaching out and just, like, you know, the, the, the two angels touching... Like yeah, and I'm, and I'm, hand, and I'm, hand of God, and I'm picturing Ali looking at him like, "Who are you? And what are you doing? Who is this little guy touching me?" <laughs> you may have had hair back like a then. Butterfly sting like a bee. All right, um, I made a, a a bold prediction this morning about the Orlando Magic. They bury the Nets last night. Um, Paolo didn't even play, and they win the game 108 to 81. They are now. According to the standings, they are now a half game behind the Heat and the Sixers for the five five seed, two games behind the Knicks for the four seed. I said by this time next week, the Magic will be sitting in the four spot, chasing down the Milwaukee Bucks for the three spot. Guys, you want to respond to that bold I'm, prediction? I'm not sure that I'm completely on board with the idea that this time next week they'll be in the four spot, but... There's no doubt that the Magic are ascending, and we talked about this on Friday. I told you, we're at the point now where if the Magic don't finish in the top six, it's a significant disappointment. They have 15 of their final 23 games are at home at the Kia Center. They have the easiest remaining schedule in the league. So there's no reason why Orlando shouldn't finish in the top six, and it's going to be crowded. I mean, you, you mentioned the Knicks are right now at four the Pacers are at eight. The Magic are in between. There's there's five games separate, five teams rather separated by just two games in the standings. So it's going to be tight for the final twenty plus games of the regular season. Uh, and yeah, I would not be surprised at all if Orlando ended the season as the number four seed in the Eastern Conference. Though I will tell you that's not what I want because I think this Orlando team has a chance to get to the second round. And I don't want them to have to face the Celtics in the second round of the playoffs. And if you're in that 4-5 mm. matchup, you're, you're going to be dealing with the Celtics in the second round. Man, are you jumping ahead. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to avoid the Celtics in the first round. you got them avoiding the Celtics in the second round. <laughs> At some point, you got to play Boston, right? Like, um, And I don't even know if you're a Magic fan. Is optimistic. Maybe, Austin, maybe there are you out there that are as optimistic as Austin thinking about an Eastern Conference Finals. But... Uh, to me, it, it's as much about where they put themselves in a position now isn't just elevating, it's actually looking at who they'd play. Because where they sit right now, and even if they move up a spot or two spots, you're talking about being an underdog. I'm not sure they're a favorite against anybody ahead of them right now in the Eastern Conference, maybe against the Knicks because of their injury situation. That's still yet to be resolved. But to me, it's about who can we beat in the first round? Who gives us the best opportunity, regardless if we're the six or seven seed or something of that nature? Who's the, the team we have a best chance to take down? So 
That's where I'm at if I'm a Magic fan. You want to keep winning, and you want to avoid having to play to get into the tournament. But the advantage right now, at least as you sit at 7, is that you get two home games to get in, right? So it's sort of, as a fan, a little carrot that you get a couple of home games potentially. If you win the first one, you don't need the second one to actually make it. But to me, it's about looking at matchups at this stage in the game. Am I the only? I'm sure I'm not. Are you guys as astounded as I am that that Mo Wagner has become like you know he's become one of the 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 the, the most valuable pieces of this team? Now he's not Palo or Franz, but the guy for that second unit, he's been unbelievable for where they got him. Yeah, he's been phenomenally consistent, which which I think is what the Magic were hoping for, and. He has performed extremely well. I mean, you, we talk about role players stepping up in order to elevate a team. You know, Caleb Houston is a guy that has been given an opportunity to play a lot more in the last three games, and he's hit nine threes in the last three games. He's added another dimension to this offense. Now, I don't think he's going to continue to shoot above 50% from three for the final 23 games, but we talk about things that can elevate this Magic team Mo Wagner's recent play, Caleb Houston's recent play. I mean, it it has come at a time when it's desperately needed given the injuries to Paolo, the injuries to Isaac. Uh, Obviously, we we don't get Markel Fultz night in and night out. And if those role players can continue to play at a high level, again, not at this level for Caleb Houston, it's not not, uh, to to think that someone's going to shoot over 50% from three over a long period of time is not sustainable. But it's been huge. You know, Mike... uh... I would think you'd appreciate the irony that although the Lakers did get Shaq from the Magic and they did get Dwight from the Magic, mm. the Magic stole Laker big man Mo Wagner. He was their draft right. choice, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's even, right? And they got Mo Bamba. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, too. Mo Bamba, you're right. That's that's uh, Mo Wagner over Mo, Mo Bamba, I think that's in favor of the Magic. Uh, yeah, who's the greatest Mo in Magic history? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, he's actually a really good player. And I think a lot of times when you get guys like him um, who aren't perfect, right? You know, he has his flaws. He has his warts. He doesn't work with every team and every roster construction. He doesn't work with every coach. But it's sometimes about finding the right fit. And I, I think he's found the right fit. Um, they don't need him to be great every night, but they know they can call on him occasionally. And, you know, he can come up with great performances. He's reliable in what he does well. And, like, that's and part of balancing the equation at the center position. He helps balance that. I wonder how much sibling rivalry has to do with his play in Orlando. I mean, you know, everybody wants to compete with their brother, especially their kid brother. You don't want your kid brother to be better than you. I wonder if that's lit a fire under Mo Wagner. I bet it has. Has anybody asked him that? I mean, I'm sure he's been asked about it plenty, especially when they got here together. But, I, I mean, kid brother's better. <laughs> I know he's I know, better. I know, but, I know, I know you know that, but, but like it, it may be lighting a fire, but that fire is not shining bright enough just yet. Yeah. So anyway, all right. Straight ahead, we have some college football to talk about. We have another NBA story we haven't gotten to as well, and one NFL story. All that coming your way on the bridge. <laughs> 